I'm your host, Amanda Dave. I'm podcasting from the home of the College World Series in Warren Buffett, Omaha, Nebraska. This is a pediatrician and training podcast, a resource for medical students and residents, and I'm so excited to be your host. This podcast will cover high-yield topics in pediatrics, as well as interviews with pediatricians and pediatric subspecialists. I'm a first-year pediatric resident at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha. I went to Tulane University in New Orleans for my undergraduate degree, and I received my medical degree from Creighton University School of Medicine. I'd like to explain more about why I'm interested in podcasting. I love listening to podcasts, including Docs Outside the Box, Hippocratic Hustle, The White Cone Investor Podcast, S-Town, Serial, This American Life. They're all awesome. I want to bring that enthusiasm to this podcast, A Pediatrician in Training. I think that I can provide resources that are easy to understand and relatable to medical students and residents. I love podcasting because you can listen to a podcast on the go, at the gym, or with your friends. If you have any questions or have suggestions for podcast materials, please feel free to email me at amandamerildave at gmail.com. So today we're going to talk about thorough evaluation of the newborn. So a newborn should be evaluated within 24 hours of birth to kind of identify whether or not there are any medical conditions or kind of identify any issues that might have happened in the course of the perinatal period. The physician should review maternal, family, prenatal history, as well as do a complete physical exam. With respect to the physical exam, pediatrician should assess general appearance, body position at rest, body movement, color, respiratory effort, these are things like assessing alertness, tone, vigor, as well as how the parents interact with the, with the baby. Things to kind of assess the newborn period, especially in those first 24 hours, is in a period of adjustment for both mom and baby. General appearance, you should also look for malformations such as cleft lip or deformations. Look for the respiratory distress, whether or not they're breathing comfortably, uh, color, as well as positioning. Overaroused infants, for example, will show autonomic instability, including flushing, modeling, inconsolable crying, vomiting, and hiccuping. With respect to body measurements and vital signs in the newborn, the average newborn weighs about 3.4 kilograms, and in general, boys weigh more than girls. Their length is approximately 50 centimeters, and their head circumference is around 35 centimeters. So what you should do when you're evaluating the newborn is you should look at the growth curve and kind of see if what's specific for their gestational age. Remember that a newborn baby is going to look grossly different than a small for gestational age baby, large for gestational age baby, or a preemie. Uh, remember also that length is from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet with legs fully extended. Generally, a length board is used and two examiners are used to uh, ensure that an accurate measurement has been made. Vital signs should be taken every 30 to 60 minutes in the first four to six hours of life and then every 8 to 12 hours. Appropriate respiratory rate for a newborn is between 35 and 60 breaths per minute, heart rate is between 120 beats per minute, and temperatures between 36.1 to 37 degrees Celsius. Now, in terms of specific evaluation of the newborn, when you look at a head-to-toe exam, which is what I'll walk through today, you're going to look at their head first. You'll note the size and shape of their head, look for defects, lesions, um, also assessors, some fontanelles and, and sutures. Some other things to kind of be aware of is the caput cicadium, which if you remember is a area of edema which crosses suture lines and resolves in a few days. Cephalohematomas are fluctuant masses that do not cross suture lines and may take weeks to months to resolve. Subglial hemorrhages 
are collections of blood between aponeuroses covering the scalp and the periosteum. They feel firm and fluctuant. This can be life-threatening and something that should be evaluated by a physician very early on to see if there can be intervention. Also remember that TENS fontanelles can be an indicator of increased intracranial pressure. With assessment for the face or evaluation of the face, you're going to assess for symmetry. With evaluation of the eyes, you look at position and spacing, movement and color. Ears should be inspected for position, size, and appearance. You also want to evaluate for low-set ears. With respect to the mouth, you want to look uh, size, shape, see if they're natal teeth, uh, uh, tongue tie or frenual lingae, mucus retention cysts, and clefts or soft or hard palates. An evaluation, continuing that head to toe, the neck should be assessed for excessive skin, masses, or decreased mobility. Masses include uh, thyroglossal duct cysts, hematomas, cystic hygromas, and branchial cleft cysts. You want to also assess for torticollis or any perinatal injury that might have happened during delivery. This is pretty common in large gestational age babies where they'll have shoulder dystocia, and you could have torticollis or some kind of uh, cranial nerve deficit. Excess skin in the newborn, especially in their neck, may indicate genetic syndromes and should be evaluated further by medical genetics. Breast hypertrophy in the neonatal period is found in both genders and is caused by exposure to mom's hormones. You also want to assess if they have widely spaced nipples, which would be an indication for turners, as well as supernumerary nipples. In auscultation of the lungs and chest wall, this should be done with a warm stethoscope. Generally, what I like to do is I will... Uh, I will take the stethoscope and kind of hold it and rub it back and forth a little bit just so it feels a little warm on baby's skin. Remember that they are new to this environment and definitely new to a stethoscope. Murmurs in the newborn period, um, especially in the first few days, are commonly PDAs. If you remember, that's a machinery-like continuous murmur. You also want to assess femoral pulses when the infant is quiet. In assessment of the abdomen, you want to look at size, appearance, maybe slightly protuberant, uh, the umbilical cord, you want to look for erythema, two umbilical arteries and one vein, as well as the uh, appearance or existence of wart and shelly. In evaluation of the skin, we'll just cover a couple common uh, newborn findings that are benign. Milia are common found, commonly found on the nose and cheeks. It's due to retention of keratin and sebaceous material. Erythema toxicum are white papules, one to two millimeters on an erythematous base. Despite the name, erythema toxicum is completely benign. Mongolian spots are blue-gray, brown, or greenish-blue macules with indefinite borders. Nevis simplex, which is also known as the stork bite, angel's kiss, uh, a macular stain, are these pink, red, capillary malformations on the forehead, eyelids, upper lip, or the nape of the neck. Nape of the neck is generally the stork bite because it looks like a stork bitch on the neck. In evaluation of the trunk and extremities, you want to look at their hands and feet, see if there is swelling. Uh, as well as movement of the extremities and see ensure that they're able to move the upper and lower extremities bilaterally, as well as assess for a sacral dimple or any uh, issues with the vertebrae. Furthermore, you also want to check for developmental dysplasia of the hip using Ortolani or Barlow techniques. Uh, in assessment of the genitalia, for the male, you're going to look at the size of the penis, the presence of the testes and scrotum and urethral opening, look for epispadias, hypospadias, and testicular torsion. For the female, assess size and location of the labia, clitoris, meatus, and vaginal opening, as well as if during this evaluation you want to inspect the anus for location and patency, as an imperforate anus is an indication of genetic conditions, including bacterial. 
Especially important in evaluation of the newborn is to discuss with parents what you're doing and why you're examining their baby. Uh, parents can be very concerned with what's going on, and this is a brand new experience for them, especially with new time parents. So if you just talk them through what you're doing, they'll be more at ease and you'll be more at ease in your exam. Okay, I think that's it for today. Thank you so much for being with me, and this is a pediatrician in training podcast. If you have any questions or have suggestions for podcast materials, please feel free to email me at amandamerildave at gmail.com.